Hey, this is John with Catholic for Rednecks. Thank you for dropping by the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but I'm glad you're here. I was born and raised Southern Baptist right here in Alabama. Then one night, Christmas Eve, 2013, I found myself at a midnight mass, and I never looked back. I love being Catholic. I think it's the greatest thing I've ever found in my life, and I'd like for you to know more about it. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions about the Catholic faith, shoot me an email to catholic4rednextpodcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to getting to know you. Just relax and listen to a few episodes. Thank you for coming. Hello, everyone. I don't know if you can hear me or not because my monitor is all jacked up. I've never used my webcam before. So I may go back and use my phone because I can't really tell if you guys can see me or not. Hmm. Hey, JR, can you see me? Can you see me at all? Yes. Is it is it clear or blurry? Clear or blurry? Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm here. I usually use my trusty iPhone, but I'm using this web camera. And I hope it's on here straight. Never used it before. But I tried to get into this earlier today on a live feed with Sarah Graff. But she had not troubles. Kids are not troubles, but her kids needed her attention. And uh, I know what that's like. But I wanted to go live here for a few minutes to answer any questions that you might have about the Catholic Mass. And if you've been following me for any amount of time on Catholic Frednick's YouTube, then, you know, sometimes I do a segment called Useful Idiots, where I go back and read comments from people that are usually being negative, making fun of the Catholic Church, throwing rocks, making allegations, making untrue statements. And I really didn't know if my heart was right about that because it's my natural inclination to be a smart ass or to attack back. And I don't want to wound a soul, but that's just my style, you know. Um, This lady here, I don't know if I should say her name or not, because I don't want to be mean, but uh, her name is Chrissy Whitford, and she has her own channel, you can read it, and she made some comments on this channel, if I can find them. This is pretty good, if I can get this live webcam going and use my phone. At the same time, it would be really, really awesome. So I want to answer some questions, make myself available to all Protestants, trolls, Catholics even. Okay, I posted a picture when I was in Washington. I was in Washington, D.C. at our nation's capital this past weekend. No, I wasn't at we decided to go to New York and beat the crowds. But we came back and I posted this here under community on Catholic Rednecks YouTube under community. 
and I took a picture of the obelisque, whatever you want to call it. We have one at St. Peter's. See it? You know, the big thing. And from what I understand, now I have been to the Vatican. I have been to St. Peter's before, the Basilica. And I'm not looking at a picture of that now, but you know, the entire Vatican is built in the shape of the key. A lot of people don't know it, but if you look at it from there, it's the shape of the key. And I've been told and read and seen on History Channel, Discovery Channel, Geographical Channel, whatever, that Washington, D.C. was designed supposedly by Masons. And there's a lot of um, pagan or Mason, some imagery in the design of Washington, D.C., now, we have one of these at the end of the mall. And if you're not familiar with Washington, D.C., you got a long thing they called the mall. There's some ponds and parks. You got the memorial way down on one end. You got this thing sticking up. Then um, you go all the way this way, and you got the Capitol. Then off to the side, you got the White House and Behind them all, you got the Potomac River, and it's kind of surreal to be there because you see these pictures on the news and on TV and movies all your life. Then you get there in person, and it's kind of like bigger than on TV, yet smaller than on TV, and it's just surreal. But I've seen this one in Washington, took this picture Saturday, and I've seen the one at St. Peter's, and I believe the one at St. Peter's has a cross, a little small cross on the very top of it. And I believe originally that this was a gift from Egypt to Rome and that one of the uh, one of the popes had it moved onto St. Peter's and had a cross put on it. I've been told it was a show that Jesus is over, you know, over the sun god. I think this was about the sun god. Rafa, I think. Okay, so I wrote on here, how come Catholics get fussed at over ours? So this lady, I think she's a lady, Chrissy got on, jumped on there and all. She says, because you're deceived, I say this in love. Read the Bible. Okay. First of all, Chrissy, the Bible came from the Catholic Church. I'm not sure what church you go to. I'm not sure. But let me finish reading this. Okay. She says, because you're deceived. I'm deceived. If you're Catholic, you're deceived. I say this in love. Read the Bible. Okay. Chrissy, the Bible was put together 100% by the Catholic Church. Don't know if you know that. I really didn't realize that when I was even in my 30s and 40s, that the Bible is 100%. This is a Bible right here. 100% put together by the Catholic church okay and the catholic hundreds of years before they got around to putting the bible together so she says because you're deceived to say this in love read the bible repent of your sins and be born again okay so she's given me three things to do Chrissy Whitford is saying, I need to read the Bible, which is a product of the Catholic Church. I need to repent of my sins and be born again. So according to Chrissy, just in the first paragraph, there's three things that I need to do because I'm a deceived Catholic. Okay. Read a Catholic book. Check. Repent of your sins. Does it mean to repent of my sins? The word repent means to have a change of mind. 
to think differently. Um, it means to look at my life and realize I'm not going in the right direction and that I need to do an about face away from my life and towards Christ. The word repent in the English is actually a British military word for about face. Now, I was in the Marine Corps. We did a lot of drill, a lot of marching. And we'd be marching along. And the drill instructor would say, you know, to the rear march. And we would, the platoon would do an about face, a pivot, and march the other direction. That's what that means, repent. So I've done that, Chrissy. I've read the Bible many times, and I know just from what you're saying that you've never read your Bible. So Bible is a Catholic book, 100%. There's no Baptists, no Pentecostals, no Mormons, nothing but Catholics for hundreds and hundreds of years. And the book the Catholic Church put together is the Bible that you guys claim to believe. Okay, let's keep reading. She says to be born again. What does born again mean? Nicodemus came to Jesus in the dark of the night and asked him the same thing. What must I do to see the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven? Uh, Jesus said, you must be born again. So he says, how can a man, old man like me, enter again in his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus said, are you not a master of Israel? I know not these things. So let's just read. I sure a baby cannot repent and being sprinkled with holy water is not baptism. Who says? The word holy water is in the Bible. And being sprinkled with holy water is exactly what the Old Testament priests would do. If you read in Leviticus, he would sprinkle the congregation with water. He would sprinkle with blood. That's the exact word. Chrissy says, I sure a baby cannot repent and being sprinkled with holy water is not baptism. Chrissy, have you not read in Acts? where he said, repent and you shall be saved, you and your whole house. Do you not realize, Chrissy, that the way the Old Testament Jews were saved is through circumcision and that a newborn baby was circumcised? Do you know that? With no knowledge, no intention? That's right. She's got it here. She's got the scripture listed, but she ain't reading it. Okay. We know from Paul, writings from Peter's writing, that baptism does save you. First uh, Peter 3.20 says baptism does save you. You're saved by water. Jesus was telling Nicodemus he had to be born of water, born of the Spirit. We know when Mark tells us to be baptized. Chrissy, you remember the Great Commission where Jesus told the disciples, Go ye into all the world, making disciples of men, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. What's with the statues and pictures of deceased saints? Let's stop right there. Chrisley, you obviously are a Jehovah's Witness because Jehovah's Witness believe that when we die, we stay in the grave, all of us, body, soul, and spirit, they believe in soul sleep, that we are asleep in the grave until Jesus returns, and then there's a resurrection, and then we wake up. Because you say that the saints are deceased, okay? But Jesus, when he went to the Mount of Transfiguration, Talk to Moses and Elijah, two saints. Talk to them. And it's in the Bible that you told me to read. Okay. Jude 
the Bible says God had buried Moses. So Moses' body obviously had died. But here's Jesus talking face to face with the deceased saint named Moses. So Chrissy Whitford, you have never read your Bible because you have read this. You're telling me to read my Bible. And the Bible talks about praying to saints. Do you remember when the rich man died and went to hell? That he looked afar off and saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom? Do you remember when the wicked man in hell could see Father Abraham? Didn't he know he couldn't call Abraham father? Did you know that he saw Father Abraham? And all he said, Father Abraham, you, Abraham, you go tell Lazarus to go dip his finger in some water and put it on my tongue because I'm in torment. Do you remember when the wicked man asked Father Abraham to send someone back to the earth to warn his five brothers of hell? Now, this guy is deceased, as you say, but he's talking to Abraham, and he's asking Abraham to send warning to his brothers about this place. So he's not deceased. You must be a Jehovah's Witness and believe in soul sleep. Okay, let's go back. And does the Bible not preach against having idols? The Bible does indeed preach against having idols. It does. But I bet you, you got a cross in your church. Is that an idol? I went to a Baptist church for a funeral this past summer. And the funny thing about it is the preacher was kind of showboating during the funeral. And I noticed that because I was Pentecostal for years. And Pentecostal preachers love to strut around a showboat. And, um, I remember that these Baptists at this funeral were talking about what great Masons that the departed was. They were Baptists and Masons. And I looked at this Baptist church in Chrissy, Chrissy Whitford. I'm not sure what church you go to yet. I haven't read all your stuff, but you're bashing my church. So I'm going to talk about your church. So I'm sitting here in this Protestant church and they've got stained glass with images on the stained glass. On stained glass. They were talking about masons. And they were talking there are crosses, empty crosses in this church. Now, is a cross an image? Is stained glass an image? Is baby Jesus and the nativity of those images? Now, Chrissy, if you'll get your Bible that the Catholic Church made for you, you can turn to Exodus 25, 18. Exodus 25, 18. And you can see where Jehovah God commanded Moses to build statues of cherubim. Yeah, so that's why we have statues. God told Moses to build statues of angels. And yes, we do have statues in our church. And when I was in Washington, D.C., not sure what country you're from, Chrissy, but when I was in Washington, D.C., we've got all kinds of statues everywhere of men everywhere. And, and the Baptist church, they dragged their statues out every Christmas time and have a nativity scene, but we're not worshiping the statues. Just like I know Chrissy, you're not worshiping that empty wooden cross at your church. I know when you look at the cross, you're thinking about Jesus. And when the Catholic looks at the crucifix, we're thinking about that same Jesus. Do we believe that Jesus is still on the cross? No. 
And you say, well, why do we have them on a cross? And I'm saying, why do you have a cross at all? Shouldn't you have a picture or a statue of a throne at your church? Have Jesus sitting on the throne? Because Jesus is on the throne right now, seated at right hand of the Father in heaven, waiting for his enemies to be made his footstool. And you got an empty cross that anybody could have hung on. That could have been one of the two thieves. The thieves on the cross, that might have been their cross. My cross is a crucifix, has Jesus on there, and you know it's Jesus. And that is what it's for, to let you know that Jesus died and suffered for sins. Okay. Baby cannot repent. That's true. Baby can't circumcise themselves either. I mean, sprinkle with holy water is not baptism. Holy water is in the Bible. Look it up. Baptism was done wherever there was water. Sometimes you could dunk them. Sometimes you could only sprinkle. And let me tell you something. My dear friend, Chrissy Whitford, do you not know that in the Catholic Church, there are many ways to baptize. You can sprinkle. In some rites, there's dunking tanks. In one of our rites, you get the baby and dunk the baby three times. And the baby automatically knows to hold its breath and goes under the water three times. Okay. So there's no scripture in the Bible that says you cannot baptize an infant. None. Along with the statue of Mary. The reason why the church has statues is because they did not have pictures. They did not have photographs. Now, in the Protestant church, you have Sunday school books and stained glass with, with images of Jesus, Mary, Father Abraham. All that stuff is just in image form. Statues is a representation of someone. If you go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, there are statues of a football coach named Nick Saban and Bear Bryant. Those are representations of Nick Saban and Bear Bryant. Okay, when people go there, they do not think they are taking pictures of Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. When I went, when I saw the Lincoln Memorial last Saturday, I did not think that that statue was Lincoln. Okay, I did not go up to that statue and start talking to him, thinking he was Lincoln himself. I knew it was a statue. There's nothing wrong with that until you have one in the church. But I guarantee you around Christmas time, you got statues of baby Jesus. And also we know Exodus 25, 18, God commanded us. You say I'm frozen. You're back. Sorry. Mysterious Cynthia Mysterious Cynthia, I really appreciate your, your comments. I love reading your comments. Tracy should worry about her own sins, one of which is bearing false witness. I agree. She is lying. Probably out of ignorance. I would say that Chrissy is very ignorant of both the Bible and the teachings of the Catholic Church. And she's wanting us to repent. I went to her channel, and she's screaming that we repent. She ain't saying nothing about her repenting. Just me and you need to repent. Okay, let's go on. Jesus is the father of life, not death. Okay. Jesus is the son. Okay. There's a trinity. And the trinity has an order to it. You got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Okay. So Jesus is the son, not the father. Okay, where do you see anyone preach or use a rosary in the whole Bible? Well, we see people preaching all the way from Genesis to Revelations in the Bible. And the rosary did not come till after the Catholic Church put the Bible together. There's nothing in the Bible talking about someone preaching with the rosary, all right? And there's nothing in the Bible 
about anyone preaching from the Bible. Chrissy, can you jump on here right now? Thank you, Francisco. Chrissy, can you jump on here right now? I'm live. And you said that, where do we see anyone preach or use a rosary in the whole Bible? I want you to go to your Bible, which the Catholic Church gave to you, and read to me where it says anyone held a Bible and preached. Okay? I'm waiting. Show me in the Bible where a single soul had a Bible because the Bible did not exist until hundreds of years after the Bible was written. The Catholic Church picked out every book, every letter, every epistle, and put them in one collection for the purpose of having order at mass. Okay, let's see. So wrong in a sin. Come out of Babylon, my people. Okay. She is speaking as she is God. Come out of Babylon, my people. Now, I was in Babylon, New York, on Long Island last week, and I thought about Babylon. I personally believe, don't get mad at me, I believe that the United States of America is Babylon. I believe that God bless our country more than any country since Israel in the glory days. And we turn from God just like Israel. And we're just running away from God at light speed. We're the richest nation on earth. We're the most blessed. We've turned our back on God. And I believe Babylon is right here. But I guess she's talking about the Holy Catholic Church here. I don't know. My people, you're being deceived. Broad is the way to destruction and narrow is the way to salvation. And few find it. Be the few. I agree with that. Be the few. Call on Jesus. Repent and be born again. Okay. Call upon Jesus. We Catholics do that. Every time we have mass, we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. Now, there's no sinner's prayer in the Bible. There's no sinner's prayer. The Bible talks about being baptized and becoming a disciple. Okay, so we have a Nicene Creed. And the Apostles' Creed, and we confess as Catholics, as one church, as one body, we confess the Lordship of Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus every time we have Mass, and we have Mass every day. So this past Sunday, when I was at Mass, I was saying the Apostles' Creed, which is Romans 10, 9, and 10. The Bible says that if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and has been risen from the dead, that I shall be saved. So, Chrissy, according to your own words, I am saved. I am saved. Maybe I should grab the Bible and turn to Romans. Oh, wrong. Romans. I hear some people say that there is no church in Rome, but here we are reading the book of Romans. Let's go to Romans. This Bible's got too many notes in it. I don't read notes. Romans. And it's funny that the Protestants believe in sola scriptura, the Bible alone, yet. Their Bibles are full of notes, and their preachers are full of sermons. So they really don't believe in it. Okay, here we go. This is Romans chapter 10. In the Bible, Chrissy. All right, here we are. Verse 9, chapter 10. 
For if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, I believe that, you will be saved. So, for one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. So, Chrissy, I'm Catholic, okay? And I just did what the Bible said to do. I confessed Jesus as Lord, and I believe in my heart that he's been risen from the dead. So I'm saved. And it actually says that word, saved. And that word saved is a Greek word that means to make whole. So I've been made whole. So it doesn't matter, Chrissy, what you think about me, because I'm saved, and I've been baptized, and I do something you don't do. Jesus in the Bible, Chrissy, go to John chapter 6, Chrissy Whitford. John chapter 6. Ooh, I know you Protestants don't like this. John chapter 6. I need to get my trusty King James Bible out. But it's so worn out, it falls apart. Okay. John chapter 6, verse 54. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Wow. That is so neat. That is so wonderful. That is so wonderful. I eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood every Sunday. So I have eternal life. Because Jesus said that we had to, look at this, Chrissy, Chrissy, John chapter 6, verse 53, this is the Bible, he told me to repent, to believe, and read the Bible. Jesus said to them, amen, I say it to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. So that's the Eucharist. That is the Holy Eucharist. And only the Catholic Church believes that the Eucharist is the life, soul, divinity, blood, and body of Jesus. Only we Catholics eat his flesh and drink his blood because we believe the words of Jesus. We believe the Bible. We believe in the communion, the Eucharist. And Jesus said you had to eat his flesh and drink his blood to have eternal life. So if you're not doing that, see, Chris, you're wanting to bake a cake with one ingredient. You know, if I wanted to bake a chocolate cake, I would go buy, I would go get a recipe. Hey, Larry, Larry, Mr. Johnson. If I want to bake a chocolate cake, I would go to the store and I would buy the cake mix or whatever. I'm no baker. I'm, I wouldn't do it from scratch. And I would see the ingredients. And I have to have eggs, sugar. I don't know what all goes in a chocolate cake. But I would go buy all those ingredients. And I would put those ingredients all in a bowl, step by step, preheat the oven, all that stuff. But when I got through cooking, I'd have a chocolate cake that you're wanting to use only the ingredients you think need to go in that chocolate cake. Okay? You want to go by your recipe, a pick-and-choose recipe. You don't want to go by the entire recipe because that's what Protestants do. They pick and choose. Whereas a Catholic 
takes all the ingredients from Genesis to Revelation, all the ingredients to being born again, and we put them all together. Okay, let's keep reading. Okay. Time is short. We're in the last days, and he is coming back soon. Jesus didn't preach division and religion. I beg to differ. Jesus said, I've, he said, do not come to think I've brought peace, but I've come to bring division, for a man shall turn against his father or father against his mother. Can you, have you ever read your Bible one time? Jesus did come to bring division. You've never read your Bible. Now, you've heard some parts of the Bible written or preached. Okay, he did not preach division and religion. What is religion? Religion is a system of worshiping God. Okay. Also, the book of James talks about religion. Build a bear concept. Wake up. We are the church people. Not a building. I agree. Did he not say, or tear down your temples and build a new temple in three days? He dwells in us. I agree. We are the church that he is referring to. Now, I don't know. The church you're a part of is really not technically the church I'm a part of. Because Jesus only started one church. And you read through the early church writings, which you probably never have, but you can go to your Google and your browser and you can type in early church writings. And you can read what the disciples, the apostles wrote and their disciples and their disciples, literally for hundreds of years. And you will find out that there was one church one church and Peter was put in charge of that church and that one church has been going for 2,000 years and Peter's still in charge it's just a different name one church now the church you go to is a split off I don't know what church you go to you probably do not have enough courage to tell me the name of your church or where you go to church or what Bible you read out of. But your church, I promise you, is not my church. My church is the Catholic church. And the very words Catholic church were written long before yours came. And I promise you that your church did not exist prior to the heretic Jewish Jew hater Martin Luther. I guarantee you that your church is probably less than a hundred years old. So we are not the church. Okay. The Catholic Church is a church. Notice it says it don't say churches. Okay. A God made flesh lived a perfect sinless life. And at the age of 33. He took on the sins of the world and was crucified. He rose again on the third day and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Everything you just wrote is the Catholic Creed, the Apostles' Creed. You just wrote it word for word. Okay? That is exactly the message of the Catholic Church, that God became flesh and dwelt among us, that he died for our sins. He rose again on the third day. That is the Catholic message. That's why they carried a crucifix. Paul said, I preach Christ crucified. Believe in Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. Not only that, he went through at the cross. He went through at the cross for he had to go down to whatever you want to call it, Abraham's bosom, hell, the grave, the afterlife, the netherworld, whatever you want to call it, 
Jesus had some unfinished business. Now the old covenant was finished, but he still had new business to do. He rose from the dead on the third day. His blood alone is what saves us. How does that happen? How does his blood alone save us? Chrissy answered me that. Does his blood, where is his blood right now? Where is his physical, literal blood right now? As a Catholic, I believe that his blood is the wine at communion. And that blood saves me. We know that the blood cries out from the mercy seat in heaven. So really, Chrissy, Catholics believe the Bible stronger than you guys do. But it's not just his blood alone that saves us. If that's the case, then we don't have to repent. We don't have to believe. We don't have to pray. It's just his blood saves us. Automatically, Jesus shed his holy blood on the cross and all is finished and we're all saved. That's what you're saying. You're saying that the blood of Christ automatically saves us. You said, believe in Jesus. That's one thing. What he did for us at the cross, that's two things. His blood alone is what saves us. That's three things. Now, Chris, you are very confused. Because you keep saying one thing, then you keep adding to it. Okay? You say, I got to repent, believe, and be baptized, believe what he did for us on the cross, that his blood alone saves us. I mean, you're, you're giving me a bunch of stuff to do now. Which is it? Do I believe in Jesus? And that's enough? Or do I do all these other things? Because you keep bouncing back and forth from it's just the blood of Jesus to doing a whole bunch of other things. So you're very confused. You've never read your Bible. All you've done is listen to sermons by heretics. Okay. Believe in Jesus and what he did for us at the cross. His blood alone is what saves us. You just said that it was our faith that saved us. Not of works, lest any man should boast. She got that from Ephesians 2. But she didn't finish it because on the other side of that verse, it talks about works. Repent and call upon Jesus. Allow him to lead you to all truth. God bless you all. So not only do we have to repent, we got to call. Okay, let me see anything else. She's, I know she wrote a bunch. I usually don't read these comments because they're all the same. Oh, and I do believe what you, what I think you meant about division. Yesterday at Mass, I read about the um, divisions in church where Paul harshly condemned denominations. It's in the Catholic Church. We're just a Catholic Church. It's the Protestants that have 5,000 different denominations. Okay. The whole spirituality without religion thing is one of my pet peeves even back when I was Baptist. Well, I agree. The hey, Stephen, the Bible talks about religion. Religion is not a bad thing. But when we say religion, we're usually talking about people that are like Pharisees. Okay. Tracy, 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 Tracy. Oh, here's some more. Okay. Here's some more. Chrissy is talking to some of you guys who lovingly and tenderly corrected her. This is Chrissy again. I'll pray for you as you're deceived. I'll pray that our Father Jesus Christ. Chrissy, Jesus is the Son. Okay? You've got it. 
God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So it's Father God. If you look at all the epistles of Paul, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, if you go through all of them, 1 Corinthians, if you'll look at the first few, two to three verses of everything Paul wrote, he first mentions God the Father. Then he mentions Jesus the Son and then the Holy Spirit. Go through it. Go look at all his epistles, Romans, 1 Corinthians. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Go look at Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He always goes through a chain of command. And he always tells us to pray to the Father in the name of the Son through the Holy Spirit. So, Chris, you, you need to read your Bible. I pray that our Father Jesus Christ opens your eyes to all truth. Repent. Be born again. And read the Bible for yourself and allow him to show you. So um, Jesus got to open our eyes. We got to repent, be born again, read the Bible for ourselves and allow him to show us. So that's five things to do. Okay, Chrissy. Chrissy says, I never once preached a sinner's prayer. Let's not go add words. The fact is you refuse to see the truth and are deceived. Was John the Baptist not teaching repentance? Yes. Matthew 3, 6 says that they came to John the Baptist to confess their sins. Confessions in the Bible. Matthew 3, 6, to confess your sins and be baptized. People went to John the Baptist to confess their sins and be baptized. Holy moly, Batman. Was Jesus himself not baptized in Jordan River? Yes. Acts 2, 37 through 38. She, she likes to put the numbers down, but she don't like to read it, which is all in the Bible if you read it. Where do you see a baby getting baptized by a sprinkling of holy water Anywhere in the Bible. Where do you see a man's household being baptized in the Bible? That's in the book of Acts. Chrissy, several times. It does not say household in parentheses except the babies. And at the same time, we know that the Jews would circumcise the babies to bring them into the covenant. And we know that baby didn't know what was going on, except they was hurting, okay? So that's why some Protestants, they believe in infant baptism because they have sense enough to know that that was a sign of the covenant. And like the Presbyterians, they baptize the babies, as do other protesters, because they know that that baby's got to have a covenant, a sign, that there's got to be some kind of sacrament to cover that child until they're old enough to reason, which is not in the Bible either. Okay, it's not in the Bible. Oh, if not in the Bible, you're claiming it's the way. I'll call you a liar. Read your Bible. Everything you say is said is carnal teaching twisted with lies. When you get born again and filled with the Holy Spirit as described in the Bible, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit, which will lead you to all truth. Acts 2, 27 and 38. Let's look that up. She keeps quoting it. We'll look it up. Acts 2. Verse. Let's read it in context a little bit. Okay, she keeps quoting this, Chrissy. This is your favorite scripture in the entire universe. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart, said to Peter and other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, 
for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what we do. That's what Catholics do. Brothers, what shall we do? Now, if you keep reading, it says, let me keep reading. Let me look it up. And it's kind of hard to look at stuff on the cell phone. Acts. Chapter 2. Not used to holding a Bible. I'm used to using my iPhone reading off my iPhone. It's a new world. Okay, here we go. Oh, man. Hey, Chrissy, have you read chapter 4 where Peter redoes his sermon? You're telling us to read the Bible. It's very evident that you don't read the Bible. You read parts of it. Okay. Oh, Chrissy Whitford. Have you not been reading your Bible? Peter said that the unrepentant be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sins. And you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises made to you and to your children and to all those afar off, whomever the Lord our God will call. Oh, my goodness. For the promises made for you and your children, your children. Hmm. Why would he? Why would he mention the kids for? He testified many other arguments, not just that, many other arguments, and was exhorting them, not condemning them. Save yourselves! Save yourselves! From this corrupt generation, those who accept his message were baptized. And about 3,000 persons were added that day. Chrissy, how were 3,000 people dunked in the water there from the upper room? How did that happen? I mean, they're in the upper room. They come out on the balcony after the Holy Ghost fell, right? And I'm assuming there was a large lake deep enough to be submerged in right there because 3,000 persons were added that day. Those who accepted his message, Peter, were baptized. And about 3,000 persons were added that day. There must have been, now I've never been to Jerusalem, and I don't care to go in this time, this era with all the bombs and stuff. I mean, I just, it was bad enough being in New York and Washington, but we're at the upper room, day of Pentecost, Acts chapter two. And I know that Pentecostals, they like to focus on the Holy Ghost talking in tongues, but the kind of tongues that they're talking about ain't the kind of tongues in Acts chapter 2. It's languages because all the people that came from Passover could hear the gospel in their native language. It wasn't a heavenly tongue. But was there a lake there? Was this a lakeside upper room? Maybe it was oceanfront upper room. Maybe Peter was on the balcony Maybe it was like a beach condo, and maybe the Sea of Galilee was right there coming up to the upper room. And then after Peter preached, 3,000 people got dunked in the, is that how it happened? Hmm? I don't think they had that much water. They probably had a sprinkle. I don't know. Hmm. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles, not to the reading of the Bible the teaching of the apostles, and to the communal life, to the breaking of bread. That's communion. Ding, 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 ding. And to the prayers. Did you notice it says the prayers? Because there were set prayers that the church prayed. There were set prayers that the Jews prayed. 
Chris, you were bashing the rosary a little while ago, but the Jews would pray the Psalms out loud. They had beads. They had beads for each Psalm and the rosary, you know, their prayers from the Bible. You probably don't know what a rosary is. Probably don't know that it's full of scriptures and the Apostles' Creed and confessing Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection. It's all in here. It's just, Chrissy, look, you don't know what you're talking about, okay? You're deceived. You're blind. And you're probably coming at it from a place of love, like you said. But every time people say that, I think of that TV show, Yellowstone, is it, with Kevin Costner? And there's his daughter named Beth, and she hates her brother. And every time she's about to condemn her brother to hell and cuss him out real bad, she always says, I'm coming to you from a place of love. So when you wrote that, that you were coming to us from a place of love, I don't think you are. I think you're coming from a place of hate and misunderstanding and intolerance. But I could be wrong. You might be the most loving woman in the world. You might be the sweetest person in the world. I know I'm not the most loving. You know, I know that. I know I constantly repent. So I go to confession. I don't go as much as I should. And, you know, I bet you, Chrissy, you're going to say, that I don't have to go confess to a priest. But if you read your Bible in John chapter 20, verse 23, Jesus gave the apostles the authority to forgive sins. And we know that the apostles made apostles of other men. That's what we call bishops now. James 5, 14, is any sick among you? Let them call upon the elders of the church. Let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall, shall save the sick. If they have committed any sins, they shall be forgiven them. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, his faithful and just forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah, there's that word confess. And yes, that's out of the King James version of the Bible. King James was Church of England. And they translated that Bible to fit Church of England practices and dogma. And the Church of England does have the sacrament of penance, confession. So 1 John 1 I was left the way it was if we confess our sins. He's talking about confession. So, Catholics, read the Bible. We read the Bible. Jody says, I do know that in times past that all the early Christians can do with sprinkle the water on themselves is still technically okay to do that. You know, some folks ain't, ain't got any water. I don't know if you've ever been to the Middle East before. I have. I've been to Africa and I've been to northern Africa, and I've been to the deserts, and I used to live in the desert. I used to live in 29 Palms, California, and there was no water, nowhere. So I guess maybe if you were lucky, the, somebody would have some bottled water they could baptize you with. But also, it got real cold in Europe, baptism time. Uh, you know, the Catholic Church used to baptize people naked, buck naked. And I'm glad they don't do that anymore. It was a pleasure chatting with you, Chrissy. And, um, you know, I'd love to discuss these things with you, but you just don't know what you're talking about, okay? You, you don't know what the Bible teaches. You don't know anything about the Trinity, 
And you don't know what the Catholic Church teaches. So before you get on my channel and saying that we're deceived and need to repent, maybe you should get born again yourself. Feel free to comment. God bless you all.